Good morning. Welcome to another virtual worship here at the Friendship Baptist Church uh, on this, another Lord's Day, which every day is the Lord's Day, but another day in which we set aside to, to worship him as we worship uh, through virtual worship. Uh, before preaching this morning, I just want to thank each and every one of you for your texts and cards and, and calls, uh, this month being clergy month, and uh, thank you for your kind words and thoughts. And I want to say to the uh, pastor's aide, thank you for the gift. Um, my wife surely appreciates it. Uh, as you know, it, it uh, went to her, um, but we thank you for it. Uh, very, very much. You did something you didn't have to do. And when people do something for you that they didn't have to do, you take the time just to let you know that you appreciate it. You ought to have sense enough to say thank you. So uh, I want to say thank you this morning for all your kindness, your love, your support, and above all, your friendship. Thank you. There is a word this morning, if you will, turn with me to uh, the book of Philippians, chapter number four. I'm just going to live one verse, verse 19. Just one verse this morning. Philippians, chapter four, verse 19, a very familiar passage of scripture. And I'm going to read three translations since it's only one uh, scripture reading this morning. According to the King James Version, it reads, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The New International Version reads, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The Living Bible reads, And it is he who will supply all your needs from his riches and glory because of what Christ Jesus has done for us. So this morning as a... Uh, Subject of thought or food for thought, I want to use the topic, God shall supply your needs. God shall supply your needs. You know, in this busy walk of life, uh, many of us do all that we can to make money uh, to provide for all of our needs. Some of us are driven by money so much uh, that we will do whatever it takes to get it. God's word lets us know that there's nothing evil about money itself. It is the love of money that could become evil, that desire for it. You see, when the love of money becomes evil, that is where the separation from God begins to take place. You know, in Paul's letter to, first, uh, to Timothy, over in 1 Timothy chapter number 6, verse 10, the NIV reads, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, not just one, all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Notice right there when Paul writes to Timothy, when the love of money said it is the root, not just one kind of it, but all kinds of evil. And some where that evil has taken place, it has caused them uh, to walk away, uh, separate from the faith, and has caused themselves to have many griefs that has been inflicted upon them because of that desire. 
Yes, in this earthly life, I must readily admit, yes, we do need money. Yes, money is beneficial to us all. Yes, money can change some things in your life. Yes, it doesn't hurt to have money. But it does hurt to have such a love for money that one forgets or ignore the fact that in this life, we need God over money. So many folks choose money over God. So many do that. You see, there are some, there are so many folks who cannot ever attend Bible study, Sunday school, or worship services on a regular basis because of their drive to make money. Then there are those who cannot be a real parent to their children. They can never participate in any of their children activities or school activities because they don't have time. They must make money. Then there are those who really cannot be a true husband or wife to their spouse because they don't have time to do anything that builds relationships because they must make money. The belief that all we need is money in order for our needs to be met in life has led so many folks to distrust God. I think I need to say that again. The belief that all we need is money, you know, in order for our needs to be met in this life has led so many folks to distrust God. What we must always remember and share with others is that money cannot provide all your needs. Well, if you don't believe that, allow me to share some examples of money not providing all your needs. You see, money can buy you a house, but not a home. Money can buy you a spouse, but not happiness. Money can buy you sex, but not, but not love. Money can buy you some fun, but not joy. Money can buy you an education, but not wisdom. Money can buy you buddies, but not true friends. Money can buy you a position, but not respect. Money can buy you clothes, but not the ability to put them on. Money can buy you a bed, but not sleep. Money can buy you a clock, but not time. Yes, in some churches, money can buy you a position, but not salvation. Yes, money can buy some things, but money cannot provide you with all that you need. See, only the true and living God can provide us with all that we need. The text in this sermon text this morning, uh, the author is the Apostle Paul. Uh, Philippians is one of Paul's most personal letters. In it, he shares his own personal experience with Christ. Philippians is the epistle or the letter of joy and encouragement in the midst of adverse circumstances. The Philippians uh, were in his heart, in Paul's heart, and they supported him in his imprisonment. So look at how he opens the Philippian letter. If you look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 through 7, you'll find these words, and this is the NIV. Notice how Paul writes. He says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, 
He says, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I thank my God. He says, every time I remember you. He says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. And because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. He says, it is right for me to feel this way about all of you uh, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. What an opening letter that he writes to the church at Philippi. See, the Apostle Paul knew that the Philippian church was not a wealthy church. Despite what they did not have, the church financially supported Paul in his needs. Because they had sacrificed to support Paul's needs, Paul wanted to remind them that God would meet their needs. So let us walk through this powerful text this morning. Notice, again, it reads, Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You see, there are four spiritual facts in this one verse alone. This one verse alone, it is packed with four spiritual facts. And we're going to look at them this morning. The first one is, he opens and says, and my God. Here, Paul makes it personal. He says, my God represents and refers to the only true and living God. Paul wanted to remind them that there is no other God other than the God, the creator of the world. And during that time, many folks were worshiping other gods. God himself said over in Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 2 through 3, it says, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You see, it was never intended by God from that beginning that man would serve or look to another God for all their needs. Today, in the 21st century, we still have folks who serve or look to other gods with a little g for their needs. Church, you must understand. And we must understand, all of us must understand is that your spouse cannot be your God. Your children cannot be your God. Your job cannot be your God. Your position in life cannot be your God. Your money cannot be your God. You see, Paul knew that there is no human need that God, the creator, is unable to meet. In fact, he meets the needs far better than anything on this earth. The second spiritual fact is this. He goes on to say, shall supply all your need. See, the word shall is an auxiliary verb. In other words, it is used before a verb in the infinitive to show a couple of things. That something will take place. That something will happen. That something is inevitable. That it will take place. You see, all that we need, God shall provide. There's nothing that man needs that God cannot provide. You see, sometimes God provides some of our needs through other people. 
just as he did with Paul through the Philippian church. You see, this is called vertical help. People helping one another is horizontal, on the horizontal level. Uh, that's another help. Uh, God helps us from above. People help us from below. This is how we become a blessing to one another. It is the spirit of God in us that provokes us to help others in time of need. Yes, when we see other believers in times of need, if we have really grown in the faith, often they really don't have to ask for our help. We can see and offer some help. You see, the, the, the third spiritual fact is according to his riches and glory. You see, one cannot begin to comprehend God's riches in glory. We cannot comprehend because his riches are limitless. In other words, there, there is no end. You see, it's infinite because there, there are no boundaries. You see, church, God owns everything. We need him and he does not need us. If you don't believe, believe that, look at Psalms 50, 7 through 12. Then I be read says, hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, and I will testify against you. He says, I am God, your God. I do not rebuke you for your sacrifices or your burnt offering, which are ever before me. He says, I have no need of a bull uh, from your stall or goats from your pens. He says, for every animal of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains and the creatures of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all that is in it. You see, God makes, makes it known right here that he is rich in all that, that we need and all that man needs. Whatever we need, God has. Uh, spiritual fact number four, he says, by Christ Jesus. Hmm? Paul makes it clear the condition and uh, God providing all that we need. Jesus Christ is the channel for all our needs. I think I need to say that again. Jesus Christ is the channel for all our needs. Jesus Christ is the only channel. Jesus Christ is the one for all our needs. You see, if your needs are not being met, uh, you need to do a self-examination and check out your relationship with Jesus Christ. Your relationship with the Lord begins in the heart. Yeah, you must ask yourself, have I confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord? Do I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead? Yeah, you see, if you answered yes to both of these questions, then thou shalt be saved. And when you have salvation, or I'm here to tell you that you have all that you need and that God will provide and supply. Yes, I'm so glad that Christ lives in me as a witness, or oh, I've got a testimony that whatever I have needed in life, God has always provided. Uh, just this morning, God provided what money can't buy. Oh, think about it. Think about it. Listen to me this morning. Yeah, he, he woke me up this morning, and money, money can't buy that. Yeah, he allowed me to be in my right mind. Money, money cannot buy that. No, he allowed me to breathe in and out all by myself. Money can't buy that. Yeah, he allowed me to, to see a day that I have never seen before. Money cannot buy that. 
He allowed me to know who I am and whose I am and, and where I am. And I'm so glad that whatever I need, I know that God will supply. I'll let you know this morning, if you need more love, God has it. If you need more joy, God, God has it. If you need more peace, God has it. If you need more understanding, God, God has it. If you need more wisdom, God has it. Yes, whatever the believer needs. I'm going to let you know this morning in a simple sermon, God has it. He said, but my God shall supply all your need. According, notice now, not your riches, but his riches. And he's rich in everything. In glory by Christ Jesus. Yes, God shall provide all, all of our needs. We've got to believe and trust in the Lord. We've got to believe and hold on and wait on the Lord. May not come when we want him to, but he's always on time. He will provide. Yes, this morning, you've yet to accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Oh, what a great time. I say it all the time. This is the greatest time. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Tonight is not promised to any of us. Yeah, we have to make that decision while we have time. Trust and believe. May not know how, may not know when, but he will provide all that we need. And as always, I ask that you would join a Bible-believing church where they can help you grow in your faith, where you can grow stronger in the Word. That when the testing time comes, and trust me, testing times will come. When the storms of life come, it will come. When sickness comes, it will come. That we'll hold on to the fact that no matter where I am, no matter what I'm going through, he shall. Where it says, he, he shall provide all, all that I need. Again, we thank you for listening this morning. We pray that you've just been blessed by this. Go back and read Philippians, uh, that fourth chapter. My prayer is that you're growing strong in the Lord each and every day. The pandemic is still going on, but God is still strong. Trust in him. Wait on him. And he will provide what you need. Again, thank you for watching this morning. We pray that you've been blessed by the service this morning. But above all, we pray that you allow the Holy Spirit to rest, rule, and abide within you now, henceforth, and forevermore. Amen.